0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you?
1: weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. New study by the Institute for Fiscal Studies saying that government departments will need an extra £44 billion to cope with the effect of soaring prices. The think tank says that inflation will wipe out more than 40% of the planned increase in funding for public services over the next three years. We're joined now by Ben Zoranko, Senior Research Economist at the IFS and author of this report. Ben, good morning. Thank you for being with us on Bloomberg Radio. Can you explain how did you come to this £44 billion figure?
2: Absolutely. The £44 billion figure is a cumulative number for the next three years, and it's basically an estimate of just how much less generous the government's spending plans have become because of higher inflation. Because higher inflation means that public service budgets, which are set in cash terms, just don't go as far when energy prices are higher, food prices are higher, staffing costs are higher because you're having higher than expected pay awards. You simply... It's simply more expensive to run a hospital or a school or a prison. And so I've produced some new estimates of just how much it would cost for the Treasury to compensate departments for that. And as you say, it's about $8 billion this year, followed by $18 billion each of the next two years, which comes to 44 over the three-year period.
1: You mentioned hospitals there. Which are the departments which are going to be worst affected?
2: Well, I think the way to think about it is... Departments that are particularly big consumers of energy are going to be especially exposed. Now, we know hospitals and care homes, it's important that they are kept warm for obvious reasons. But the biggest component of costs for most public services is staffing. And when the government set out all its you know, plans for the parliament last autumn, it was all predicated on pay awards of something like 2 or 3%. Last month, the government announced that most public sector workers will get something more like and a half five percent varies a little bit but they're not providing any extra money so departments are being asked to meet the cost of those higher pay awards but without any extra cash and so they're having to make very difficult savings elsewhere at the same time as their energy bills are going through the roof food bills are going up you know feeding a hungry lot of soldiers and an army barracks has suddenly just become more expensive and so this is causing some real headaches right across the public sector
1: so those are the kind of the how the departments be affected but what sort of knock-on effect could that have then on services the public are using
2: well if the if for example the nhs has to meet all these costs with the existing budget something's going to have to give if it's going to have to meet five percent pay awards pay more to heat hospitals something's going to have to give and maybe that's reductions in headcount maybe it means you know an nhs trust doesn't set up a Community diagnostic hub, it will hit services eventually. It might mean schools cutting back on a number of TAs, teaching assistants, which might affect the quality of learning for some students. Eventually, this will feed through into lower service quality. But, you know, the candidates in the Conservative Leadership Campaign have been very, very keen to talk about all the tax cuts they'd like to implement in this trust's case, perhaps immediately. There's been far less attention paid to their plans and their vision the public spending and public services and heading into what could be a difficult winter, I think that's a gap that needs to be filled. Beyond sort of cutting public services, is there any other action that can be
1: taken any other way of sort of squaring this circle?
2: Well, the way to square the circle would be for the treasury to provide additional funding. It's clearly the case that with higher inflation and higher nominal earnings growth, tax revenues are going to come in higher than expected. So for example, When Rishi Sunak announced uh, last year he was going to freeze income tax thresholds, he expected that to raise about eight billion pounds per year um, by year four. That's now going to be more like 30 billion because of much higher inflation than what was expected at the time. So because those tax rises will be bringing in much more than expected, public services might reasonably say, well, why don't you use some of that to compensate us rather than cutting rates of national insurance or rates of corporation tax or whatever it is they're promising. So that would be one way to square the circle, but it doesn't fit neatly into the low tax, small state ambitions of either SUNAC or Trust.
1: What's the kind of context for this? Like going into this crisis, we had been talking about public sector fund or funding to many government departments being cut for years now under this government and previous governments i mean what sort of state were these departments in going into the inflation crunch
2: the broad story since 2010 is one of the nhs receiving continuous budget increases and basically everything else being cut back now those cuts of halt came to a halt in around 2017 18 and those most departments have seen budget increases since then and at the last election you had Boris Johnson promising 20,000 new police officers, more hospitals for the NHS, you know, an end to austerity, and so departments were finally set to receive some fairly healthy budget increases. Not enough to offset the cuts of the 2010s, but enough to sort of keep them keep them growing and keep them perhaps uh, you know the heads above water. So this now comes at a very difficult time when services were just starting to recover from COVID. You've got a massive NHS backlog. Students have missed out on lots of learning. You've had caught backlogs building up and things like that and then just as the funding was about to come on stream we've had this inflation shock that means that those budgets just go less far and the government might need to pare back some of its ambitions for clearing those backlogs, recovering from Covid because public services I think are going to be struggling. Do you have a view on which of the candidates has got the more considered plan to deal with these sort of issues? I think neither of them has really grasped the scale of this, and in particular, the State of the Health Service. It's had its busiest ever summer. We're heading into what could be a very difficult winter. And I think we've had a couple of you know, headlines around maybe a new waiting list task force, but nothing that really uh, stands up to the scale of the problem. The, the big difference between the two, I suppose, is that Liz Truss is promising massive tax cuts within her first few weeks as prime minister. Um, it's difficult to see if she intends to stick to the government's fiscal rules, the government's self-imposed limits on borrowing, how she could do that and also provide extra funding for public services. she Sunak is promising a more measured, cautious approach. So at least in the short term, I think the two, the two candidates look extremely similar. It's very difficult to, to say much
1: between them. Forty-four billion pounds is a huge headline figure to be asking any pers- prospective new prime minister to find down the back of the sofa, as it were. Wh- what's the kind of most immediate funding needs for these departments? Have you got an idea of kind of what the the minimum amount that that's needed at this stage to stave off a, a greater crisis?
2: I think that will vary from department to department. So. It- We know, for example, that schools were receiving quite a big budget increase this year, so they might be able to manage just about without too much in the way of extra money. We know that the NHS are saying that to meet the extra unexpected costs of their pay awards, they would need something like two billion extra this year, never mind whatever they need for extra energy bills and so on. I've estimated that across government as a whole, it might be something like eight billion pounds this year, which is a big number and is not to be not to be sniffed at but is dwarfed by the 30, 40 billion pounds of tax cuts promised by Liz Trust. It's actually smaller than the extra tax revenue you were expecting just from Rishi Sunak's freeze to income tax threshold. So this definitely could be managed within uh, the grand scheme of things, but it would of course mean if you're spending 15 billion pounds a year extra on public services, that's 15 billion pounds a year that you can't spend on tax cuts and that may be The difficult thing for the new Prime Minister and the new Chancellor to swallow.
1: Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com.
0: What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you?